Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who struggles with mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough, exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. Okay, I'm actually super excited to talk about this today. And I, at the time of this recording, am 22 weeks pregnant. And this has been something that's totally on my mind because guess what? It's something we're totally going through right now. And I have a lot of friends who are expecting right along with me. They're a few weeks ahead of me, a few weeks behind me. We have a friend where we literally have the our due dates one day apart. And it's been so fun to have so many conversations with them and... It's just really got me thinking that, you know what, I need to do a podcast episode about this. So a lot of the things I'm going to share are things that I've just learned myself with, this is my fourth cute kiddo that we're welcoming to our family. And a lot of this, these thoughts are things that I've been doing with my own kids, things that I learned from my background as an early childhood educator and from really good advice that I've gotten from other people when it comes to welcoming a new sibling to the family. So with all of that said, I don't have any degrees. I don't have any specialties. I don't have any fabulousnesses that way, certifications, all the things, right? This is just one mom to another talking about the things that have worked for me. Cool. So with that disclaimer, The very first tip that I have for you, and I have five, okay? My very first tip that I have for you is one, to talk about your baby a lot, even if the older sibling is super, super tiny. For example, right now, our youngest is, she'll be two next week, actually, and she does not understand in any way, shape, or form that I have a baby in my tummy, right? Anytime we talk about it, she points to her tummy and I have a baby in my tummy too, you know, not in so many words, but she, you know, points to her tummy. And when I say, where's, where's the baby? She'll, you know, point to her baby doll or whatever. She has not grasped the concept that there is a baby inside of my stomach right now. Right. But that doesn't mean that we can't talk about it a lot. And and especially the closer we get, the more I'm sure we will continue to talk about yeah, you're going to be a big sister soon, Ellie, right? And all of those types of things, because it's a huge life change, right? It's a giant life change for these cute little people to have an addition to the family, especially for the youngest to go from being, you know, the sunshine and the yay, I'm the youngest and I get a lot of things that I want because I'm the smallest to all of a sudden, wow, like what the heck, mom is attached to another human, especially if you're breastfeeding, like literally attached and like, oh my gosh, (laughs) who is this thing? What is this thing that's taking my mom away from me and all this attention and all like, it's hard, right? And so the more you can talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, the better, right? And 
even just the little tiniest things of allowing them to help set things up in the nursery. Even, I mean, like I said, my youngest is going to be two. And so, I mean, she can't really be helpful, right? But if I show her, you know, as we're getting the room ready and getting out changing pads or washing onesies or getting newborn diapers out or whatever, like as we prepare our baby's room, letting her be in there with me and talking to her about, yeah, when the baby comes out of my tummy, this is going to be your baby's room. And, and one thing that I learned from early childhood education, when you're communicating with kids to speak slowly and clearly. And we actually, I mean, this is a totally different tangent that I could go off on forever. And I actually do want to do another podcast episode about this. But when you're speaking to your kids to speak slowly, speak clearly. And we actually get mad at our son sometimes, he's five, because he'll talk to Ellie, who's almost two, in a baby voice and, right, like whatever. And I'm like, dog, don't talk to her like that. Because if you talk to her like that, she can't understand the actual words you're saying and she won't speak clearly. So we talk to our two-year-old like this. I talk to her like this in my normal voice and I enunciate clearly. And yes, is it adorable when she calls things the wrong name? Absolutely. But I try, Ellie, look at my mouth, right? Strawberry. And try to get her to see the way my mouth forms the words and, and whatever, right? Um, but same kind of concept when you're introducing your fabulous little little one to your home and talking about it. Is he or she going to be able to completely understand what you're saying? Depending on their age? No, maybe not. Maybe you have a bigger age gap. Maybe your, you know, your youngest is going to be three and a half or five, or maybe heaven forbid you had like a giant gap and it's seven years, 10 years plus, whatever, right? Depending on how young the youngest sibling is, it's going to be a big change. And the more you can talk about it and try to use words they understand, even if you don't know for certain that they're grasping it, just try, just try and try often and try to make it fun and try to make it exciting. And yeah, you're going to be a big sister. You're going to be a big brother, right? And pointing to your stomach, there's a baby in there and you're going to be a big sister or a big brother, right? Talk about it a lot. And one of my favorite things to do with my older kids right now, I'm not very good, completely honest, about doing it with my baby right now. She's not a baby. She's almost two. But um, is I have this app called Pregnancy Plus. Totally suggest it. It's free. It's fabulous. And there's a 3D, I don't want to say scan. It's not a scan. But it's like a 3D image where you can rotate around and see what your baby looks like at this phase of your pregnancy from all angles. And you can hear like, it sounds like a heartbeat when you click on the image and it tells you, you know, what's going on developmentally. And so I like to share that with my other two kids and I like to tell them what size the baby is now too, you know, especially with the fruit where they can, they can relate to that. And, and it's really fun for them. And one, one week my, my daughter, who's going to be four when this baby is born, she wanted to bring the picture of the baby from the app 
to show and tell. <laughs> and she did, and it was adorable, right? But talking about baby a lot. And I love to use the app Pregnancy Plus to help me help them visualize, even though, yes, it's just mom's tummy growing. This is what the baby actually looks like, right? And, and trying to put it in words that they understand. Okay. So that's tip number one. Talk about baby a lot. Try to make it fun. Try to use words they understand. All the things. Okay. Number two tip. And honestly, this is probably the biggest one that I'm the most passionate about is if you're going to be making transitions when it comes to like the room they'll be sleeping in, the house that you'll need to live in, the car that you'll need to have, whatever, right? If adding another addition to your family makes it so, okay, we got to switch rooms around. Okay, this person's got to start sharing with this person. Okay, we're going to need a new car because we can't have that many car seats or whatever in this amount of space that we have. Trying as best as you can to make those big changes early and not making it a last minute, okay, baby's here. It's time to get a new car. It's time to get a new house. It's time to combine rooms. It's time to do all the things because they're already having these giant changes with there's literally another human in my family, right? And trying your best to do those transitions early. So for example, I'm not due till the end of June, beginning of July. My due date is technically June 26th, but my babies don't come, quote unquote, on time. It's fine, right? So we here we are. I'm recording this in February, and we have already started to make the changes to our room situation. And we have a four-bedroom home right now, and so obviously we have the master, and our old situation was we had an office and then we had our older two sharing a room and then our youngest had her own room. But we knew we're, we're going to change that and we're going to need to use all four rooms as kids rooms now. We don't have the luxury of getting to have an office in one of the bedrooms with a closed door anymore. So we shifted everything around. We moved our office downstairs to the dining room. We're moving our indoor gym outside to the garage. We moved our dining room into what used to be our workout room. We combined our two girls together instead of our older two. Our oldest, Holland, has his own room now, and then the baby's going to have his own room, right? And so we had to just do all these swap-a-roosies, shift-a-roosies, and we're going to be having our girls in a bunk bed. But... Ellie is not yet two, and I'm a huge advocate for sleep training, and Marietta Paxson, I did a, a video, not a video, a podcast with her um, very early on in Grace Mama Grace, so go check that out if you haven't yet. Holy Cazoli, she changed my life when it came to like teaching your kids how to sleep in their own beds and through the night. She's amazing, okay? But I am a huge believer in they stay in a crib as long as humanly possible. And even if they're climbing out of their crib, okay, then you take out the, whatever that thing is called, like the box spring, quote unquote, and put the mattress on the floor to give you like three feet. I don't, it's not that much. It's like maybe a foot or two, right? Of, okay, now they can't climb out anymore, but then eventually they figure out how to climb out again. Okay, now we really do have to transition to a toddler bed or whatever, because what's the point, right? So she's not there though. 
she has never tried to climb out. She'll be two in just a few days. She's never tried to climb out. So part of me is like, I want to keep you in a crib as long as possible. So we did the transition of all the room changes. And we did that probably January, okay? But I'm not due again until June, okay? And we just did one change at a time. So now all of a sudden you're sharing with your sister. You are used to having your own room, but now you're going to share with your sister, but you're going to stay in your own bed. You've always had a crib. You're going to keep your crib, but we're bringing the bunk bed into your room. And in the next few months, probably like April or May, we will ixnay the crib and transition her to sleeping in the bunk bed with her older sister. So she has like a month or two of practice before baby comes, right? So just making those transitions as early as you can so that when this giant transition comes, they're not experiencing all sorts of life changes all at the same time. Another example is I need the car seat <laughs> that Ellie was in, right? So we got Ellie a big girl car seat and and, you know, she can still be rear facing in it or whatever, but it's, it's a good transitional car seat that she can actually be in until she's like seven years old. But we got that now so that she's not used to this car seat and what the heck, why is the baby in my room? Why is the baby in my bed? Why is the baby in my car seat? You know, all those situations, but she can get used to those things now so that when baby comes that that transition is that much smoother, right? <clears throat> So that's my next piece of advice. Whatever transitions you need to make, do everything you can to make them as early as possible. And we're potty training Ellie right now. She's not yet two almost, but for the exact same reason of, you know what? She's ready. I like potty training. I think it's fun. And she'll have five months of practice before this major life change happens. And could she regress? Of course, right? All, all kids do sometimes when there's giant life changes. But giving her the most time possible for success is really important to me, right? So that's tip number two. Do as many of those transitions as early as you can, okay? All right, tip number three is to use extra outside resources like books to help introduce this concept. So this is kind of like, you know, back to point number one, talking about baby a lot, but there's so many great books out there. And the one that I have, that we have at our home that I really love, it's called I'm a Big Brother. And there's a I'm a Big Sister version as well. We have both. And it's by Joanna Cole. And you can literally get it at Target, okay? But I love it because it's not gender specific to the sex of your baby. So, you know, if your youngest sibling is, or the youngest child you have right now is a boy, you just get the I'm a big brother one. If the youngest sibling you have right now is a girl, then I get a, the I'm a big sister one, but it's not gender specific to the sex of the baby you're having in your, in your tummy, right? So it's so good though. And it talks about how like I'm special to my mom and dad and I'm special because I'm a big brother or a big sister and here's what makes me and my baby similar. Here's what makes me and my baby different. I just really like that book a lot, okay? So just using extra tools and resources like that to help your kiddo grasp the concept of this major life change. So it's not just only you talking to or at them, but also, 
we're reading about it. Maybe you can, I know there's a Daniel Tiger um, episode, I love Daniel Tiger, but about being a big, a big brother as well. Um, and just trying to find those like PBS Kids, kid-friendly shows that talk about those big transitional things um, so that you can use those extra outside resources to kind of help them understand and grasp this concept. Okay, next tip is to use toys. And I this is kind of twofold, but I love to get a baby. Um, and when I found out I was having a girl, when I had my first, um, I had my son and yay, we're having a girl. I bought him a, a baby girl doll and a stroller, right? And he didn't like super love it or anything, but I just wanted him to have his own baby to play with when I have this new baby that I'm constantly holding and feeding and all the things. So he didn't end up using his baby a ton, but I've tried to do that with all of my kids. Okay, so when I found out, like with number three, oh, it's another girl, I got my daughter a baby girl doll. So this is her doll, and now Ellie has a little baby boy doll because we're going to have a boy, right? And so just giving them a toy, and I bought Alila a little car seat. We already had a stroller, right? I bought Alila a little car seat to go with her baby doll. And Ellie just has a binky that goes with hers, right? But getting, getting them their own baby in the gender that your baby is going to be, if you know, if you don't, that's okay, or you can get two babies or whatever. Um, but allowing them to have that as well so that they can feel like they have this cute little baby to take care of when you have your cute little baby to take care of, right? And the second part of the using toys thing is this is actually something I learned from my mom, but my mom would have a present wrapped and ready for us from the new baby, right? And so obviously it's not really from the new baby, but she would bring these gifts to the hospital wrapped and ready to go, right? And when we would come to the hospital to meet our new sibling, she would, here you go, this is from your sister, right? I'm the second oldest of four girls, so all I have is sisters, right? But this is from your new sister. And we got a, a toy, something we loved, something we wanted, something we were excited about, right? from our new baby. And so, I mean, when we're little, obviously we can't connect the dots that, oh my gosh, this is actually from my mom. Wink, wink, nod, nod, right? But it was one of those, like, you already have a positive interaction with, oh my gosh, that was so nice. Thank you, new baby, for this awesome present that I really wanted anyways. Thank you, right? And so I love that. I love that idea. And so I have done that. Alila brought Holland a present and Ellie brought Holland and Alila a present and our next baby will bring all three all three of them a present and it's each individual their own presents not one to share this is for you this is for you this is for you right and um I've really loved that I've really loved that so using that to help you make the transition smoother okay last tip I have for you is probably my favorite and I think the transitions early one is the most important, but this one was, it, I really think it made a huge difference. So this is, listen, 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 okay? Turn the volume up, 
listen to this part. Okay. But this was actually some really good advice that I got from my friend. And um, she gave me the advice that when you are allowing them to meet for the first time, to ask a nurse or ask uh, your mother-in-law, your mom, a family member, whatever, to actually have the baby with them in another room, in the bathroom, in the hallway, somewhere else outside of your room if you're in the hospital and outside of your room if you're at home, wherever you are, outside of where you and your spouse, your partner are at, okay? And so that when they come in, and see you, it's exactly what they've always known. There's my mom. There's my dad. I give them a hug. I'm in this strange place, potentially, if you're giving birth in a hospital, right? I'm in this strange place. I haven't seen mom and dad for a little bit because I've been staying with a friend or a family member or whatever. But okay, here I am. Here's mom. Here's dad. Everything's good. Everything's happy. Everyone's healthy. Hi, and you just have a reunion, just you guys, just the way you've always known, right? And it makes me emotional just imagining (laughs) these interactions with my own kids. But then once you have that moment, hi, I've missed you, I love you, right? How has it been at grandma's house or whatever, right? Then you stop and you say, I have someone that I want you to meet. And then from there, the nurse or grandma, or whoever brings the baby in. And then it's this wonderful addition to the family that is already in place, is already intact. And now, here you go. Here's this beautiful thing I want you to meet. And then you can have that beautiful moment all together, right? Versus they come in you're holding someone else and they're immediately on edge of who is that? Who's mom holding? What is that thing? Right? And I mean, depending on how much you've talked about it, maybe they know, oh, that's my brother or sister, right? But I love, 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 love the ability to just bond as is and then and then bring in that addition to the family as if it's, it's a present. It's a present for you, right? It's a gift. And, and here we go. Now we're going to be this family with this additional blessing in our family. So, um, I love that. I love that so much. And that, (laughs) I mean, you can tell it makes me emotional even just talking about it and thinking about the beautiful experiences we've had doing that with our own kids. So I'm excited for that moment again, (laughs) when we welcome this cute baby to our home. So That's everything that I had for you today. Again, I'll review really quick, but one, just talk about baby a lot in words that they understand as best you can. Number two, make all the transitions as early as physically possible. Number three, use extra outside resources like books and TV shows and whatever else to help you help them understand what's about to happen and get toys Uh, their own baby for them and or a gift from the sibling to give to their to their older brother or sister and then number five just making that hospital intro or that at home intro just a beautiful beautiful experience right 
So obviously this episode is more about the traditional, I had a baby versus like adoption or foster care. I, I want to do a second part of welcoming a new sibling to the family when it's in non-traditional ways of either adoption or foster care. But for that, I'm going to need to interview someone else because I don't have any experience with that, right? But when you have a traditional pregnancy, older siblings, these are some of my favorite tips and tricks to welcoming them and making that transition as seamless as possible. So I love you, my beautiful friends. You are amazing. And as always, remember that you are amazing. Remember that you are the mother your children need. Remember to give yourself grace in the moments that just feel like you're just not doing it right. Because you are. Because you care. Because you love your kiddos. Because you take the time to listen to this podcast. Clearly you care enough to try to learn and grow so that you can become better. Right? And if you're not pregnant and have no plans becoming pregnant in the future, share this episode with someone you know who can benefit from it. Someone who is expecting. Pass it on, okay? My worst enemy is obscurity, right? The only way that other people can know about this podcast is through your mouth, through you sharing about it, through talking about it, through posting about it, through sharing your favorite snippets on your Instagram stories or your Facebook stories or wherever it is, right? Other people will not know about this podcast unless you share about it. I can share about it all day long, right? But who who wants to listen to the author talk about his own book, right? But if you got something from this podcast, please, please, please share it with someone you know. Share it with someone you love. Talk about it so that it can maybe bless someone else's life too, okay? I love you so dang much, and I'll see you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember, the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace.